I am Holly Whitaker. And I am Laura McCowan. And this is Home Podcast. And so it would begin. Is it conch shell or conch? I am so fucking positive it's conch. Like, who's holding the conch? I don't know. I think it's conch. People will tell us immediately. Um... I'm just sitting here and I'm like, how could you even think that? But then at the same time, if I'm wrong, then (sighs) – um, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm wired. (laughs) I'm so wired too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like – have you had like four cups of coffee though yet? No. No, no. Yeah. I'm like like that kind of wired. I I, – also slept through my alarm. Oh, really? Yeah, I set it for five. I woke up at six fifteen. Ugh. I had a yoga class at seven, and like, I set my alarm for five, like five something, and then I woke up at six fifty five, and there was no way I was gonna get there. And my whole day is like based on making this yoga class, then getting ready, then I have a house cleaner coming, and then I have somebody that's putting in oh. installing my TV. I bought a TV. Then I have like four calls and then I I mean I have like – everything is like stacked in such a way and then I have a a thing at 2.30 that I have to be yogured and fresh and ready for and um, anyway. So what is going to happen now? (laughs) Well, we're doing the podcast at a different time. Mm -hmm. People are still coming at 9 a.m. to clean and help me install things. I'm going to move one of my calls at noon, and then I am going to take the noon class, run home at one, yeah, and then get ready. That's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you're so good because you stack your days like that, like, and you, you kind of like that, right? Is there any other way to live? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> What are we doing for the next three minutes? <laughs> that was so great. I mean, I just that am. That was a defining moment in our relationship. Yeah, it was. I like couldn't believe that you couldn't see that. Like we – like just for like – just because I doubt – I don't know if we've ever talked about it explicitly, but Laura and I pulled into – Oh, we, we have. But have we? again. Oh, yeah. okay. Laura was staying with me and we were on our way to get tattoos or TT tattoos and we were in mm-hmm. Studio City. And I, we pulled into the parking lot. I ordered my Starbucks ahead of time before walking into the store so I didn't have to wait in line. I never do. I always order ahead because efficiency. And then it was going to take three minutes to get ready. We were in front of the Starbucks store and I looked at Laura and we had an unplanned three minutes. And I said, we've got three minutes. What do you want to do? And to me, it was such a serious thing. I was like, what do you want to do for three minutes? And you looked at me. It was serious, but it was also like – this is, you know, obviously we're going to, we're going to decide. We're going to decide what to do with these three minutes. <laughs> and I look at you and you just like, you don't even say anything. You wordlessly exit my car and then walk, <laughs> like walk in front of the Starbucks, sit down on the curb and just like throw yourself into your hands. Like, just like, just kind of like how you are, like when we're in bed at night, like when you're, you know, it's like you, you like, is that like thing you do in the middle of the night when I wake you up and you are a different person? 
an angry, petulant teenager. And I just was like so shocked by this behavior. And then I, I just, and you were, I mean, you were like, fuck you in your three yeah. minutes. Oh. And like, and I was like, what? <laughs> it was so, it's so real. It's so real. Cause I, for like everything in my body was like, I, fuck you. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, can't we not just like use this time to do something productive? (laughs) Is there, is there any other way to live? What are we, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah, no. So I, it's, 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 I love that you're that way. It's, I mean, it, it definitely benefits me. But it is also why it was part of the reason we had such an issue earlier this year. And also in the, in like our history of working together, um, it's a very different, it's a very polarizing thing. I am a control freak. Um, and I see my day stacked with things and I lose it. I, I, I get angry and I actually like lose all my energy. It de-energizes me. Like my so excited. favorite fucking thing <laughs> is having a, a, when I check my calendar, which I do like the day before, by the way. I do too. And right. Cause you don't, you know, and I see nothing. And those are the days that I get the most things done. It's such just <sighs> a, like, it's just such a preference, you know, I know. It's, it's fascinating. No, I love having that. I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong. I love myself a free day. Like, when I find myself in a day with nothing planned, it's a very exciting thing. Right. Um, but I am the best when I structure myself. Um, I, I mean, it, I'm not like I don't want to portray that I'm some, like, some um, who's who's a very productive no, person. I'm not, not like a, it's not that. It's, it's not like just, it helps me because yeah. I have problems. I mean, that's like, to be honest, like this is an overcompensation because I am a dreamer and a procrastinator. I mean, you can ask Megan. I'll just like walk into work and I'll be like, <gasps> like I try and disrupt her day all the time by saying, let's right. go do this and let's go do that. I like, I want to break the rules and run away. And like, just, I'm also, I'm a Capricornus. I am drawn to the structure of a Capricorn, but I am an Aquarius. I'm water. And like, I, I hate, and then I, I reject the, the structures that I make. And as I've gotten, I'd say at this point, the way that I am, I am more and more and more allowing myself freedom within the structure. I'm not rejecting the yeah. structure. I'm not burning down right. the house. Every you time have. I'm, you've you've yeah. definitely like, like uh, grown up in that way. Well, and I've also grown up. Um, but I'm um, – but I'm, and I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not making ridiculous plans that I can't stick to. I used to create ridiculous yes, plans I can't stick right. to, and now I'm creating moderate plans that I can stick to, and I also allow myself time off in between. Um, yeah, and the best but, thing for us is like when we hang out when there's a little bit of both. Like we do stuff that we are supposed to do, but then we're also like, oh, what do you feel like doing now? <laughs> yeah, you and I have no – actually, I lose all of that when I'm around you. I mean, we, like, definitely, like, cater to, like, your 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 energetic – like, but also, like, we kind of – I mean, when I first hung out with you, when I came to Boston, I was like, we're going to record three podcasts. We're going to get so much stuff And done. I was like, you really thought that was going to happen? That's so I, fascinating. I couldn't – I didn't understand what was happening. We did nothing. <laughs> we recorded one. <laughs> And like you're like, I'm gonna go on a walk. I'm gonna go meet up. Like I was just like, what's happening? We have stuff to do. Um, but and then that happened every time. And so now, honestly, when I'm when you're when we're meeting, I'm the one. You're usually the ones like we should do these things, get these things done when we're together. And I'm the one that says that's not gonna happen. Let's not put yeah, any like true. actual you do plans. That. Yeah, it's just 
I also feel like what we we do so much work together when we're not together. I yeah. mean, we work most days, you know, certainly every week together for a few hours. Um, that when we get together, I'm like, I don't want to work. I know. And I don't want to <laughs> do that when I'm with you either. I want to like have fun. Um, right. so it works anyway. But yeah. Um, so as I was saying, I mean, I have a stack day. Yes. I use a calendar. Mm-hmm. I have a stack day. But it's going to turn out, you know, the, you, but you, yeah, you're, I already you're rearranged everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I already rearranged everything. It's all good. No problem. Um, Yeah. I went to a concert last night and Oh my god, how was it? Oh my god, it was so good. It was broken social scene and um it's so funny because I was like I I like we I got us really good tickets. I went with my friend Danny. Um I took her for her birthday in January just because I'm really bad at buying people birthday presents and Did so Did you say who you saw? I said broken social scene. Okay. Oh my god, and the bell game was also playing with them. And so was I do don't know them. Yeah, you do. Civil Wars. Like you, oh, you know the, shut up. Yeah. Um and then the man or the woman. I think it's all women. Um and then um yeah it's just I think it's two women. You're not the civil war- that not the civil wars. Bell game sings civil wars. Oh, I don't know that. Yes, you do. All of these Civil War. Okay. Um, I've sent it to you so many times and like said, this is the best song ever. And you've said, oh, I've heard it, which means you're not listening to the song I'm sending. Anyway. No. Okay. 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 Um, and also do make, um, oh my God, do make Think C was there and playing with them. And like they just, you know, like the best part about Broken Social Scene is that they have an open stage and they continuously invite different artists on. Yeah. They, like it's like – they had a new lead, a new female vocalist, and they had. I mean, it was just like it's this this fluidity that they have to their performances mm-hmm. that just makes them so dynamite. And Kevin Drew, I mean, his voice oh. is just like. And then also, it was so funny because they were like, I, you know, they're Canadian, and like they were like, you guys were on this tour for you. Like you were the ones that gave us our career, and we wanted to do this tour to come back because and let you know that we're here, and we feel you, and we know you're, the pain you're going through. And I was like, "What pain? What are they talking about?" And then I was like, "Oh, I'm in no pain right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel no pain. <laughs> oh, no." But it was really funny because I was like, "Oh my god, it's so bad." The Canadians are going on tour for us, um, you know. But like, and they kept bringing it, and then he took a break during the show, like during Lovers Spit, to like get into the audience and hug everybody to like let them know it was going to be okay. I was like, "Oh." man shit's bad it was this like moment of realizing like how much they brought up how bad things were for us was like the moment I was like oh my god things are really bad for us um and uh I I didn't know that they were Canadian first of all that's what Um, Danny said they were from that Canadian music thing like stars like they're connected and and like of Montreal and the rural like all of those like do you remember when the Canadian like indie music scene like blew up in the early 2000s yeah yeah so they, um, I know you do, but yeah, they're, they're Canadian. Um, but, um, oh my God, it was just, it was so good. Yeah. Like Feist is Canadian. I mean, right. Yeah. I don't know about, I don't know about her. I don't like, I don't like her music, but I liked one of her songs. Um, I like her, I love her <laughs> I'm voice. Sure I've liked one of her songs, <laughs> but in general, Canadian, I mean, Arcade Fire, who I know you loved and then started not to love, but like they're the. I mean, even Alanis, who I quoted in my post this morning. Uh, I, I know, but they Canada produces <laughs> some fucking amazing artists. Ryan Adams. And I oh, 
Brian, not Ryan. But Ryan Adams is Canadian. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> he's fucking Jacksonville. Mm. Um, anyway, that's so. It's I get like I'm so excited right now that you went because. Well, we like uh, were we lost our minds. Like we were just screaming, yeah. and like I mean, because they were so like at first I was like, oh my god, like the theater didn't fill up, and I was like, people don't know who they are anymore. And there was like a lot of old people. Um, I was wearing a fabulous outfit. It was hot here, so I was wearing like these tiny like acid wash black shorts and Converse oh, and a black tank top. But then I had a Christmas sweater on with it because it's like supposed to be the holiday weather, and then it wasn't. It was summer weather, and I got complimented on my outfit, and that was that was like the highlight of my night. Um. Mm. But it was just like we like we had like front row balcony seats. We just like lost our heads. Like my friend Danny is like amazing. I'm so it was glad just, she went with you. I know it was so good. We had a great time. Um, and I went to bed at like one, and I'm you know not very good with that. Anyway, and you have a concert. You're going to Grizzly Bear, right? Yes, yes. Okay. It's so exciting. It's okay. I I just want to geek out about music for a minute. So I you know I'm in love with Jason Isbell. I can't believe I haven't seen him live, um, but I kind of caught on to him late. So I'm late. I'm sitting in bed. This and this plays into what we're going to talk about. But uh, I was sitting in bed the other night. I see that he's coming, and I check for tickets. He's coming to Providence in the spring. I check for tickets, and they're they're really expensive. Like how like much? several like several hundred dollars each. Mm. Um, for, for something – I, like, don't buy shitty tickets anymore. Yeah, like, no. Not, Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no gro- No floor. Sorry. <laughs> no no floor. <laughs> Although I am seeing Grizzly Bear in general admission because I know the venue so well. I know how to set myself up so okay. that it's bad. But I bought tickets. I spent over $500. You just Nisbell. I don't even know who I'm going with. I just bought two tickets and it was like, oh, yeah, I can do that shit now. And I have – it was like this heartbreak that I had for so for a long time in sobriety where I thought I'll never get that back. Like I'll never be as excited to see music again as I used to be. And I, I used know. to go to 20 shows a year or more, even when I had Alma. And, and, uh, and now it's like I, I get psyched. It's the best. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm seeing Grizzly Bear, uh, which I bought just the night before last because I saw they were coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see Grizzly Bear with you. I, I was know. more into the Department of Eagles, and you should check them out. Grizzly Bear is great, but Department of Eagles, like In Ear Park, is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing last night. I was because like the music is so textured, and it was so like they, you know, they kind of had the, like draw out these like like long endings of these songs. Um, yeah. I like there was this time where I thought the only way I like the only way I'll, I'll really like feel the music and hear the music as if I'm fucked up. I don't know how to explain that. It's a crazy yeah. thought because like that doesn't, that deadens your senses. Um, I but I, I, I like never thought I could enjoy music the way that I do now. And I saw, I saw Andrew Bird last week and that was really lovely. Like I like the, like I was riveted, you know, like listening to him for two hours and last night the same, like I didn't want it to end. I really like could feel the music. Um, I I and I didn't think that that would be, I know exactly. I didn't. I didn't think I would be able to go to concerts still, and that's like there been... would always be something really missing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think so. Um, and like, and and the other part is like over time, like like we were just dancing in our seats, and like 
I never felt like I felt like that was always a very hard thing for me, like in the beginning, you know what I mean? When I used yeah. to go to shows that I would have to drink to kind of really know how to like move my body in a group of people oh, like God, that. No. And um, and I don't like that. That's not been a problem. I dance. My- <laughs> <laughs> it has not been a problem. I uh, went to uh, um, a Led Zeppelin cover band like two weekends ago and <laughs> lost my fucking mind. I lost my mind. <laughs> It was the best ever. I so wished you were there the whole time. I know. Uh, I love it. I was with two of my friends. We went up to the state. I mean, and that's like, there's like a lot of old people. It was in a super tiny theater. I've <laughs> seen these people before. They're, it's a it's called Les Zeppelin. It's all women. They they slay. They're so good. And I saw them before, like a long time ago, like over 10 years ago. And uh, I was hammered. I, I, I remember it just being really loud. That's all yeah. I remember. Yeah. And then. I, you know, I like, I was like sore the next day from, from this one, this recent one, because I danced so much and screamed. Oh my God. It was so good. Oh, it's amazing. It is, it is like a bit, I think it's a nice thing to remind people that like you can go to shows again and it does take, I think it takes a little time. Um, For sure. I saw the Avett brothers when I was like barely sober and it was actually painful yeah and i and i also think like there's the other part of this too which is don't go to shitty shows like just don't go to concerts like you know like you need to go to concerts of things you may or may not have been into yeah and you want to like uh yeah for many reasons right and i just i did go to like one awful show i can't remember who it was it was nobody i knew it was with a friend she was like like i know i've been to two i think and and I was just like, this is awful. Like this is, there's nothing worse than this. Um, so don't go to shows that you don't like. You know, don't that do you that. You aren't like yes, super fucking into. Yeah. I want to see them, and I'm willing to pay the money. And yeah, it it does take some time though. I I totally agree with that. I saw Radiohead, Avett Brothers, a few other bands before I was ready, and it yeah. wasn't fun. Yeah, it, yeah. it sucked. Yeah. So cool. Oh my god, my cat's eating me. Um. She's evil. She's so fucking terrible. evil. And God, I love her, but she's crazy. She's evil. She hurts so bad. Um, she's like now into attacking my feet. Um, mm-hmm. She finds them wherever they are, and then she just descends upon them and eats them. Um, okay. All right. So what are we talking about today? Well, we are talking about the like – the best moments of our sobriety where we were like, fuck yes, this is awesome. I love my life. I love what's happening. Yeah. Right. Because we don't talk and you, and because we don't talk, we, a lot of times we're like talking about this the worst hard. stuff. This the worst. People yeah. are awful. Sex is awful. <laughs> men are awful. Men are, men are socio. What? No, not socio. Narcissist. Um, narcissistic. Um, no, I mean, you're right. We talk about like a lot of the, like the, I mean, and that's fun. Let's be honest. Like that's really fun. Well, it's necessary. About it's necessary, yeah. but some of it's really fun. Like talking, like, I mean, my favorite oh, yeah. is like people are hell. Like that was one of my favorite episodes. Um, but I think like it's really important to talk about, and I don't think we just, I don't think we don't talk about it, you know, the good stuff, but I think we've never had an episode where we're like talking about the coolest shit that's happened to us or like the best moments of our lives. Um, right. Those We've never focused you... on it on purpose. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I know. So that's what we're doing. A. Eh? Okay. A. All right. You go first. Um, okay. I was like, I thought you were going to do it. Um, I would say I, I wrote down quitting my job. Oh, um, my God. Me too. Did you? <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like if we're talking about like what the most fuck yes moment of my life was, it was like around the week of January, between January 19th and January 27th, 2014, which is between, which was, by the way, between, the week between my birthday and my ex-boyfriend's mm-hmm. birthday. Um, and <laughs> like I, I, who I quit from. So like this, this time who was my, who was my boss, my ex-boyfriend was my boss at the time that I quit. Um, so I had, I quit smoking pot. I quit, um, smoking cigarettes on January 19th. This my last, it was my birthday. I turned, I don't even know how old, whatever it is. Um, it was 2014. I was in San Francisco. I, the next day I left and I went to New York and I was like, I'm done with this. Like, this is like, I'm leaving this part of my life behind. And I was doing all this stuff to quit. Like I was doing all these different meditations and breathing exercises. I'd kind of planned for it. And then, um, and I and I went to yoga. My friend held a yoga class at her apartment, and she was a yoga teacher. And all of her friends were yoga teachers, so there was this like round thing. And and he shows up. The ex shows up, and I just like I I don't know how to explain it other than just to say like I it just like I there was like it was so over it was so over having that situation. I was so over having that situation. Yes, of having this dual yes. like role in my life. Um, he didn't say hi to me. You know what I mean? It was just like. Fuck you. And then mm-hmm. I went to this Gabby Bernstein thing and like it was called Reignite. And I started like doing – I started tapping more during mm-hmm. that week. And then the next – I was in New York for two weeks. And then the next Monday, like over the weekend, like I had worked all weekend long. And then um, – and over the weekend, like I just was like – I was not planning to quit. And then I came in on Monday and then I was dreading this call I had with him because I knew he was going to fucking tear me a new asshole. <laughs> yeah. And um, because like it was just <clears> – because <throat> it was a fucked was. up – Yeah, and it was a fucked up situation. I was working directly for him at the time. And so we oh. get on the phone and I'm in New York and I – um, I literally am like in this conference room, a glass conference room, my staff, like I had staff in New York, they're, they're outside of the conference room and I start crying on the phone with him and I just can't do it anymore. I can't cry on the fucking phone at work anymore. <laughs> right. And I literally like put, I, the phone is on speaker. I'm wearing this huge sweater. I take the sweater off and I start beating the sweater into the wall and just like, I mean, just cause I'm losing my mind. And then mm-hmm. I just, I, I turn around <laughs> and without anticipating it, without having any backup plan. I just said, fuck you. I am so done. Help me fucking find a new job. Like, I need you to help Mm -hmm. me fucking get out of this situation. I cannot do this anymore. I cannot fucking work for your hateful fucking self. And that was it. And it was like, it was that moment like in in Half-Baked. I don't know if there's any Half-Baked fans. I may have watched it like a (laughs) hundred times. But when – when he goes around and he throws the bird, like where he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Um, no, it was just like, it was that like this like perfect moment. And then I, I went, I put on like warm clothes and I went to Madison Square Park and I listened to Alicia Keys and I just had this moment of like, oh my God, I'm doing it. You know, yeah. like I'm like, I cannot do this. And that like, it was one of the best, like, I mean, it was of course followed with complete despair, terror, uh, feet, like just like oh my god what am I gonna do for money what the fuck am I doing what what have I done you know of course it was followed by that but not for a couple weeks I mean I wrote it like I got on a plane and for the first time in what like 12 years I didn't work on a fuck I didn't like work the entire fucking oh. flight I 
I mean, I, I came home to my apartment and I was like listening to – what was I listening to? Oh, yeah, Frank Sinatra, My Way. I kept singing. I kept dancing to Frank – like and singing My Way. I mean, I was just like – it was just this moment of complete – like I had reached this level where I could not be tied down anymore. There was something yeah. that had snapped in me that could not suffer mediocre, abusive – bullshit, whatever. Like, I, I don't even know all of the fucking adjectives to explain it. But, like, it I was know. just – I could not do it anymore. And I remember I was sharing the corporate apartment with one of my friends and she was like, oh, my God, like, in New York. And she was like um, – oh, my God, stop it, cat. Um, I was sharing the corporate apartment with one of my friends and she was just like, I don't know if this is the right decision. Like, this feels really mm-hmm. rash. You've, you've, re- you've, you, you know how you are with him. Like, you've overreacted before. And I just like held her and I was like, honey, please don't. Like, do not. Like, I'm done. I'm done, done, right. done. Everyone thought I was like, you know. Yeah, the resistance starts really quickly. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you do stuff like that. I know. But it was yeah, it was the best decision I've ever made in my entire fucking life. I would do it exactly that way all over again. Mm-hmm. I would ne- I would like I would there like I mean, it was it was one of the best moments of my life. And yeah, I'd do it all totally over again. Totally get it. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's so much in that too. It's just like it's the beginning of everything. It's the end of everything. It's like nothing, you know, everything, everything pivots from then, from there. And you know that like in that instant, you just know that. And it's the best kind of terrifying feeling that there is. When you make a leap like that, when you make a leap and, and also a leap from something, by the way, that you, that does not feel good, you know, to begin with, but it's, but you're so terrified of what's on the other side or leaving it. You're so you're so stuck in and you're, you're clinging to something that you think you cannot afford to lose. That's right. And like there is just something when you finally – like when you finally release that thing and walk away from it into the void, you know, into like swim away from the shore, you know, whatever it is, when you finally do that – um, there's so much power and like every like it's it's not just that situation it's every situation it's it's an entire yeah. pivot and like for me I mean this wasn't even I was nine months sober like from alcohol yeah. you know yeah. I had just quit drugs I had just barely stopped binging and purging I mean yeah. like this was a very very I would say vulnerable time but at the yeah. same time it was just like everything that I had done to get to that point um, had served me and it was just like the I knew it was the next step and it was so I felt so unstoppable I would we like the day that I quit I went to a, the second there was a it was a two-part series Gabby Bernstein worksheet workshop and I was an uber with my friend Alan and I had my coat on and I went to button it up and the button like popped off and flew across the car and it was just <laughs> like and she looked at me and she was like you're having such a Shiva moment <laughs> and I was like I <laughs> yes well said what's your number one I mean it wasn't my number one but I'll I'll talk about it I don't really have them in order they're all uh big but mine was definitely quitting my job too um and it wasn't like mine wasn't the dramatic you know scene that yours was um (laughs) which uh, you know, I would have loved to have one of those kind of, but, but it was dramatic. It was, it was, it was 
so good because it wasn't dramatic. It was like just solid and knowing and it had been the result of so much work and so much, you know, it was, it was as equal a, a leap for sure. And it, um, as equal a, a pushing off. Um, but I, yeah, I will never forget it, it, There were, there are kind of two moments. One was when I realized that it was going to happen, you know, when I was having that conversation with Heidi in the ski house yeah. and we found, like, I figured out what my exit strategy would be. And I said yes to that. Um, and that moment from there on, it was like, oh, this is, this is happening. And I quit, you know, about a week and a half later. Um, and, and it was just, it was like, I, I walked into, I knew I was going to do it that day. I walked into my boss's office and I saw everything, everything I saw differently that morning. I mean, I'd been looking at it differently for a long time, but all this stuff that weighed on me so heavy, you know, all the, the friction of being in this place that I just, it just felt so not me for, for so long was, it was like, um, what's the word? It's, it was like a, just neutral, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm just, it's just what it is. And I'm walking in and I, I walked right in and I said, Hey, I want to talk to you. And he, I mean, those are never words that you want to hear from your employee. And I shut the door and I said, and he said before I even headed out, he's like, Oh no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I am. I am. Yes, I am leaving. And, and, the, and, you know, it was just like, I was so solid. I wasn't nervous. I, it was like, and I'd been nervous every time I'd quit before, you know, I was yeah. just, it's just like, this is what's happening. Mm. And, you know, wh and he said, what, what's your plan? And I was like, I don't know exactly. Just a little of this, a little of that. And, yeah. and that was, you know, and I didn't feel the need to explain. Oh my God. It's like, and I got that asked that question thousands of more times. And like, what's your plan? Yeah, what's your plan? What are you gonna do? Uh, oh my god, that must be nice. I got a lot of that. Oh, that must be nice. I would love to yeah, quit my job. I know, R isn't that really great when people say that? Really? Then, then quit you? it because you can. <laughs> yeah, like right now, go quit. Actually, right now, just <sighs> um, <clears throat> as if I like had just fallen into a trust fund or something. I um, know. I know. Well, I think it's so, so funny, like, because it feels like for you, I mean, yours was such a, it was like yours was, had already happened. When you, by the time you mm -hmm. quit, I feel like it's like, I felt like it had already, like you had already gone through the motions of quitting um, on some level. Like it was almost like the quit came, the quit came after a lot of the stuff. Um, do, does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it totally does. But I, it, it totally does. But I don't know how to, like, I can't pin a moment in time better than, than the moment that I actually quit. But yeah. you're totally right. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I think that's why it felt like it was so, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's why it felt so resolved on some level because it was, it's like when you, you know how they say like when, by the time women break up with men, they've already come to the decision, like it's done. And that's because right. women don't just, you know, women think through these things very carefully and come to that, like they've already gone through the motions of it. And I feel like 
um, what you had done was like, I mean, I, and I'm not trying to like take away like the power in the, in the moment that you fucking quit. Cause I remember that it was incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. but I am saying mm-hmm. it felt to me like almost like, like you'd already been on the ship for a while and, and like, but like maybe, I don't know. No, you, well, I mean, but that's also because you, like for you, it was just a foregone conclusion. Like, of course you're going to quit your job. But for me, (laughs) I was still living in it every day. You know, I was still commuting to Boston and going to my job and travel. I mean, I think two weeks before I quit, I was in Hong Kong for a business trip. Like I was, And you were going to take on a new account in Hong Kong or, you know, stay, like you were going to have to start going there like regularly. Uh, Yeah, I remember. So I I mean, I was, I was, very much in it. And, and so knowing that, and I had been doing that thing, not at that one place, but I'd been doing that thing, that, that gig for 15 years. And I knew yeah. it would never look like that again. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that's what made it so big and, and to, you know, no matter it, yes, we, we carefully plan these things out. I didn't though. I was, I'm not really someone who has ever carefully planned out anything. Um, <laughs> I, I was doing a lot of this type of stuff and I started, I had, you know, taught one workshop. I I had some idea of what I wanted to do, but I didn't have a plan. If I would have waited till I had a plan, I would have never left, you know? I know. know. I'm saying that for the benefit of people who think that you arrive at this place where it's comfortable. It's fucking not. And I mean, I was having dreams like the day before I quit that banks stopped working and like the most insane, irrational fears. Like my, my, my subconscious was kicking hard, um, telling me <laughs> how much danger I was in. I know. Well, so, I think it's interesting because, like, Elizabeth Gilbert and Big Magic's, like, don't quit your day job, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I totally do. I love that book. Disagree with that. I do disagree with that. I think it's important. Like, I do think sometimes it's important to realize, like, you guys are going to have to hu- – like, there is a, a hustle involved when you do that. Um, but there's also – I don't think it's impossible. And I I mean, and sometimes – I think that I think that the, the advice can go either way. But I do think, like, I – I had to quit my fucking job and blow it all up. And I think, and I, and you absolutely had to quit yeah. your job and blow it all up. Um, yeah. There wasn't enough space to fit. No. You know, no, Mm-mm. all those things. And, and I, I don't think everybody should quit their job. I don't think everybody, you know, is should you, like you said, it, it, there's arguments for both, both sides. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone should follow their heart and they should do what actually mm-hmm. makes sense to them to get them to being able to follow their heart and believe that they can you know, make a living doing what they love and all of that stuff. But I think when it comes down to like how you what, you know, how you how you set up the trajectory is is very personal and and you know. Anyway, so what is another one for you? Um, oof. I mean, you know when – okay, so you, we're like, all right, let's do fuck yes. Let's talk about these moments. <laughs> and for me, I was thinking like the moments of fuck yes are like the moments where like there's almost a soundtrack to my life. Do you know what I mean? Like the, like <laughs> yeah. the moments where like there's this big song playing and I'm doing the thing. And there was in that moment, in my first moment, like I could uh-huh. set it to music. Um. I think um, probably like the second fuck yes is my first trip to Italy, and mm. um, and and I was still I still had my job. I was only three months sober at the time, um, and I think it's almost just any time I'm in Italy. Honestly, I yeah. really do. But also 
there was something about that first trip that I took to Italy. It was in 2013. I went with my friend. We went to Sicily. I stayed with. I was with his family for a week, and then I was off by myself for two weeks. And I went to. I mean, and it was just this like. I would say it was just this moment of being out in the world and realizing that I was so free um, yes. and and seeing things for the first time. I will never get over that trip. It was just for the, like like seeing things for the first time, like taking the time to see things. Like I remember I walked into this really beautiful church um, and it's um, it's like the, the largest pilgrimage church in, in Rome. It's this um, just like huge, huge, huge church and um, – I walked in and then this and it was like my first day in Rome and this Italian woman ran up to me speaking Italian and grabbed me and started walking with me and talking to me in Italian and then turned around and walked <laughs> walked me towards the exit cuz they were closing but I didn't understand a word she was saying but it was just like I like the reason I'm saying it is because I remember that I, I remember know. that like oh. that and I remember it with like crystal clarity and I remember um, you know, like I just like remember, with all five senses, you with remember all it. five senses. And I remember being able to take it in and how beautiful just that moment was. And then I remember like my sister and I were having a really hard time communicating and she sent me Kid Cudi's Pursuit of Happiness. And she was like, I feel like this is your song. And I just remember it being late at night and like going downstairs in the courtyard of where I was staying and smoking cigarettes and like listening to that song over <laughs> and again <laughs> and like crying and just like, and I, and like, and crying. I cried so much on that trip, but um, it was just like this moment of, I mean, it, it hadn't been that long. This is June and July, 2013. And it had not been that long since I was dying. And I know, but you know, you're never going back there. There was this like sense of of like just realizing that um, that I could do whatever I wanted in this world, and that this world yes. was was like fantastical, and that there was an mm. order to it, and that there was some connect, there was some force guiding me, and yeah. there it was just like I mean I literally like I wore skirts the entire time, and I had these amazing shoes. Like everything is I, like I always remember in outfits too. I had these amazing camper booties. And like, I just remember like wearing the skirts and the camper booties and I had this amazing fedora. And I just remember like running, like, like going out like five in the morning and running across Rome and going up the Spanish steps and like, and they weren't under construction. Nothing was under construction. Like, you know, everything is fucking under construction, but like nothing was under construction and like running up and down and the birds flying away. And like, you know, I just remember like this freshness of life and like this childlike yes. sense of like, Oh my it's god. All possible. It's, it's all, all possible. possible. Yeah, like I can do whatever I want in this world and um and then just like taking like I went and got a like a bat, like I went to this like charcuterie place and I got all of this like oh. meat. There was like pigs on the wall <laughs> like whatever. So good. So but I know. I don't eat meat anymore, but I was like super into meat and um mm -hmm. I got – and I just remember, like, the whole – like, all the guys in the store wanted to take pictures with me and, and like, just, like, having – like, I guess what I'm saying is I remember the fullness of life. And I'm yeah. not that awake anymore. I wish I was that awake still. I'm now back, you know, like, I, I'm still awake in, in, like, the sense of yeah. it. But I'm not, like – I'm not walking around, like, tripping over – 
you know, the sky and birds <laughs> right. and trees well, you can't. and Italian it's nonas. It's really hard to stay like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, but that's like. It would the, be really <laughs> annoying to live <laughs> You'd be like Alma, basically. You no. would be like my daughter. No, it was really – it was a hard place to sustain. But I do – I mean, whenever I tell people, like, I really miss – I mean, it was – it was it's not – wasn't all good. I was in so much pain still. I was in – I mean, I was in so much pain. I, I, I like – I've written a, an article about it, and I was like – I call it like I would vomit tears. I couldn't stop crying during that whole time. Everything I, – I mean, it was just – I was a fucking crazy person. I was a roller coaster and, like – I, oh my God, you know, and so, and I also developed a fake Italian accent. I mean, all sorts of stuff happens. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, so awesome. You never told me that. Oh I have God. a video. I'll send it to you. I just was like, but I was in, I was totally in. It was when I signed up for Kundalini training. So much happened in that short period of time. Um, but like, I, 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 so I miss like the, the freshness of the world, experiencing the freshness of the world as I did on that trip. And also, like, the depth that my soul was moved um, and and how much I felt and how much I was exploding and and that I got to do it. Like, and that's, like, in part, like, why do I go back to Rome again and again and again? Because I'm going – I'm trying to go back to also that, like, period of time. And because I experienced it, you know, basically fucking high, you know, so yeah. – <laughs> yeah and you've been disappointed because it hasn't been like that but it's been better in different ways right yeah I haven't been disappointed I mean I'm tired of I haven't been disappointed that's a very like I've never been disappointed going to Rome okay sorry um, how would you how would you call it because I know we've talked about this I think like it- that it is I think that I like sometimes try and recapture certain things that I can't recapture um, but I like, and I think that, um, I, I mean, the last time that I went, I didn't, I didn't set my, I mean, I'm working again and it's really I hard know. to like be trying to do what I'm doing and also fuck off for like a month. Right. And the last, and like the hardest thing that's been actually for the last couple of times is going, um, and not, um, going there and, and not having, um, the freedom that I felt um, feeling like I should be doing other things. That's been part of it. And then the other part of it too is that I've been, um, I mean like, well, like I was, I was like working on the investor deal in the summer before. And then this summer I was also working on it. Um, right. and so it's just, which is like work that you have to, it's yeah. hard to do somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm just tired. I needed a break. I've been there seven times in like four years, you know, like it's time to anyway. Um, so yeah, five years. Four times five. Years. Anyway, whatever. Um. So yeah, that's my second going to Italy for the first time. What's yours? Mine's kind of uh, a little bit random, but it is. It's what it came to my mind. Um, very specifically, it was a um, a specific thing. So I, how do I set this up? Um, I, as anyone knows who's been listening to this or read my stuff, like I, uh had a lot. I've been divorced now for five years and in my marriage, you know, that was when my drinking, I was definitely drinking and generally behaved in a way that sucked. You know, I was, was not the best person to be married to. And I carried around a lot of guilt and shame around that for, for a long time. Um, I kind of assumed that I would always just be the, the, you know, that I would just wear, I would take all the blame. Um, for what happened with us. And 
that I would just, that was just what I would do for the rest of my life. I was willing to just pay that price. Um, and, and, you know, over the years, my ex and I have become friends, good friends. Um, but it, you know, our relationship was tender and tenuous for a, for a long time. I would say up until about a year ago, there was still a lot of tender places like ground, you know, we, I tiptoed around, around him a lot. And I did the thing where I was still trying to show him that I was good. I would, you know, keep certain things from him, not like, not like keep them like, like lying, but I would just, I was very, uh, weary of going into certain territories in conversation or whatever, because, I wanted to protect what the fragility, like the fragile friendship that we'd built, right? And the rapport that we started to build over a long period of time, over a long period of time, over, you know, since the time we we separated. And, and he's, we, you know, you know, that dynamics that you just, every, every relationship, no matter what it is, has a dynamic. You, you take on certain roles, you agree to be a certain way you agree that the other person will be a certain way. And we have been doing this dance of how I'm going to be and how he's going to be. Um, and that I will always kind of be like apologetic and a little bit, um, what, even though I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get mad at him for very much or really ever. Um, I'm not going to pick a fight with him. I'm not, I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm going to tiptoe around him basically is what it is. Well, you're the one, you're the one that did wrong. So you're the one that has to take it. You're the one that has right. to like be, you know, consistently Like he's got knees. the Trump card that he holds forever. That's and do you guys say like that he, he acts this way too, or you're acting this way because you feel it? I definitely act this way. Cause I, I felt, I used to act this way cause I felt it and it's not totally gone, but it's Oh, 99% gone. But now. he, but is he acting? He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like he for sure. I mean, this was, it was, it's like a parent child thing in a lot of ways. You know, he, he acted like the parent. I was the child. He needed to tell me how it was. Yeah. <laughs> and how I need to be. Yeah. And I need to listen and understand. And then you add in the fact that I actually had done a lot of shit that sucked. And we stayed, we stayed in that, you know, Yeah. but over the course of time we built, he decided, uh, and I just talked to about him about it to him this week. Cause I, cause we hadn't, I hadn't specifically ever asked him this question. Um, but I said, why do you think it is that we are good friends now? And he said at some point early on, he decided he wasn't going to be angry for Alma's sake, not for mine. He just wasn't going to live like that. And he did the work to not be that way. He didn't just decide and then it, you know, went away. He did the work of forgiving me and for seeing his part, which, holy shit, I never thought that would happen. Mm. Um, and so, but, but, this, but what the moment I'm thinking of was just last year and there we, we, we hang out a good amount together with her. Um, 
and we share a ski house where, you know, I'm there part of the time, um, over the winter. And last year there was a weekend where it was early in the season. I was there. He, we all woke up and the agreement was sort of like on the weekends that I have her and I'm there, I need to help get her ready for, for ski school. And I need to like get her fed and just do all the things I would normally do if I had her. Like it's, you know, kind of not his, (laughs) he's going to do other shit and I'm going to make that happen. And we woke up, we woke up kind of late and, you know, he's also a very like, (laughs) that's how he is. You know, he's like, shit gets done in this certain way. And that's how it goes, you know? And so we, I, I got up late. Things weren't moving quite as fast as he hoped they would be. And he was like annoyed and frustrated by the time he walked out the door. And it was very much a like, we were back in our roles. Like I fucking asked you to do this one thing and it's not happening. You need to do it. Um, but everything happened, you know, it's just not on his timeline and he left and sent me this really nasty text. Um, and we don't talk to each other like this. We just don't. And he said something about the fact that like, if you're here, you know, you, you still owe me money for, for your portion of being here. Like, and you basically you're a guest, so you need to do what, huh. what I'm asking. <laughs> he was mad. So I poked something. Something was poked and probably some of it had to do with me and some of it didn't. <clears throat> and I what? and this is the type of thing. Okay. That for years would send me into a fucking hot spin of a like, Oh my God, I'm going to throw up. He's so right. I'm such a piece of shit. I need to fix it right now. I need to apologize, whatever it's going to take, you know? And I just sat there. I was like, my first instinct was like, well, you're not, that's not true. Uh, and I, and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote him back and I said, um, first of all, I did give you the money check here. It's been done. And second of all, I'm sorry it didn't go the way you wanted this morning. But, like, I apologized for the thing that was happening, but I didn't apologize for fucking who I was. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And that, for me, was like, oh, my God. I can't even tell you how big that was. And it wasn't because, like, he was wrong. It was just because it was like, no, you're not right. You're not right about me. You know? Yes. And you and you don't get to talk to me that way. Yes. Whether we're married or not. <laughs> well, you came into a place where you were standing up for yourself. You came into a place yeah. where you weren't like allowing yourself to be punched in the face anymore for things that you've done in the past or like allowing right. somebody else to write the story about you. You came into the place where you actually are like respecting yourself enough to be able to say, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Actually, no, you have, you like, you can be angry. That's fine. Um, but I, I'm not going to be the like whipping post. Yeah. No, I love it and I get it and I think it's so fucking huge. It's the biggest. It was so huge. It and is. uh you know, and he <laughs> it's kind of these moments too. I mean, we've had a lot of them, but where he's like, "Oh shit, you're right. You did give me the money like a long time ago." And yeah. Yeah. um and you know, and and it it gives him a chance to like you know, we were both like in our extreme, you know, like unhealthy aspects of our relationship (laughs) 
we went, we both went there and then we like came back into the middle. Yep. Yep. So, and I've done that, you know, that was like significant and it's, it's that thing that I've been able to do. Like, I don't, I don't spin off like I used to anymore. I'm not afraid of what people can say to me or about me, you know, like it's not that it doesn't hurt or that I don't have any reaction. I mean, of course I do, but it's not the shame reaction. It's not the like, oh my God. It's not the worst story reaction and you don't go into like this. Like Like I'm going to die. Like that's how it used to feel to me. Like I'm going to die right now and I need to do something to fix it right now. (laughs) I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I know. I know exactly what you're saying, and it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I love your ex-husband. I um, do, too. He's great. Yeah, he really is. He's a good I know. fucking dude. Um, cool. Um, oh, my God. I mean, like, the rest of them are, like – I mean, like, can I just – I think, like, since we're already, like, an hour in, I'm just going to list a couple off. And yeah, I think, just like, list some things. Yeah. Like, okay, so, like, having sex for the first time – is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Oh. Like I hadn't had sex for a year and I had been working out every day and I had removed, you know, like all the shit from my diet or like like the alcohol, the pot, you know what I mean? Like I was in some of the best shape of my life and I had like – and also I was just different as a human being and I had never really had sober – I mean I had had morning sex and, you know, but like – with the first person for the first time, I'd never really done it. And I don't know how to explain what it was like, but it was like the best. I won't – it was, again, like I remember every single second of it and it was one of the best like experiences of my life and it lasted for like four hours. And like <laughs> – That's so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Um, and I don't mean like we hung out for four hours. I mean we fucked. I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know. Just making sure. <laughs> um, no, but I think like that's one thing that I like, and it was like this. Also, this I didn't even realize how huge of a deal it was at the time. But like looking back on it, I mean, I had been so ashamed of my body and receiving pleasure, and yes. like and letting somebody out, like. And I had the perfect partner in this. He, like, adored my body. He put his glasses on to look closer at my vagina. I mean, he was just, like (laughs) – he was, like, the perfect, perfect partner to do it with. And he was just, like – he was blown away. And for me, that was – you know, I slept with a lot of men that had not been blown away by my body or me. Um, And that was part of it. And he was also, like, like, incredibly generous. I mean, there was, like, those parts of it that were really perfect and that I was really fortunate and but there's also the part where I'm just like actually showing up in a moment that I usually check out of. Yes. And go somewhere else in. And I was there for the entire thing. And um and it, it was just clean. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like the cleanest sex I've ever had in my fucking life. Um so that's a big like fuck yes moment. Um yep. the other big fuck yes moment, like finishing my first school. Um, I just remember mm-hmm. I drove to Fresno. I was with my mom. We were about to go to the mountains for a couple of days. And I had like been dreaming of this. Like it was an eight-week program. There was 13 people in it. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I and know. I it was remember so well. The hardest thing. I mean, I was writing like essays every night to them at this point. I was putting the material together as I went through it and correcting the mm-hmm. material. Um, I was on call to all of them. I, like all, I think all of them had my phone number. 
Um, (laughs) and I had my regular (laughs) client load. And so it was just, I had like, and I didn't have good boundaries at that time. And so I, I just remember I drove to Fresno. I, I did the final lecture in my mom's, in my sister's bedroom. And then my mom and I, and I had dreamed of this moment, but my mom was out in the backyard and her feet were dangling in my, my niece's kiddie pool. And I sat next to her and I put my feet in the pool and it was just a sense of having done something I never thought it was possible, and and having been and and having been done with something that that took the like it took the life force out of me, and it was so it was like giving birth. It was just like giving birth, and then except I never given birth, so I assume. But it was one of the hardest things I've ever done, and yeah. you know that was like I don't know. It's a complete fuck yes moment. Um, buying my car was a fuck yes moment, and like yeah. the act of like my stereo breaking and the ability to be able to go in and do something at that exact moment. Um, leaving San Francisco was a big one. Like I remember like Danny and I went to, I went and met Danny and Michael out of some cafe in, in the Richmond. And then I walked home and I was supposed to meet, I, I walked home. I was supposed to meet a guy. I got stood up by the guy and then, um, and I just remember like ha- like had this moment of like – like I got stood up by the guy. I was on my way to meet a guy at my apartment. I got stood up and then I was listening to this like Sufjan Stevens song and like I just like remember – I don't know. Like again, oh, everything's like set to music but I just remember this freedom and <laughs> knowing that like I was making another move. I mean like there's there's so many – like I, I mean there are there's actually – so many moments. I've been going and getting coffee at 111 minute and like I never had been sober in 111 minute. It's this like bar mm. and like <laughs> it like and I and I lost an iPhone there. And every time I go there, it's a fuck yes moment because like yeah. I don't live there anymore. Right? Yes. Like every time I wake up and realize I'm not fucking hung over on a weekend is a fuck yes moment. Um yes. Every time I show up and I do something sober that I felt like I used to have to drink to be able to do, like mm-hmm. networking or dating or mm-hmm. celebrating or going to a concert or any of this stuff is a fuck yes moment. Any time that I like remain within myself and answer somebody authentically and like mm-hmm. from the place in me that actually is speaking and wants to speak is a fuck yes moment. Like yes. Paying my bills is a fuck yes moment. I got my fucking apartment painted and wallpapered the other day. I pay it like I actually was able to purchase wallpaper, (laughs) hire contractors and organize it so that they came to my apartment and I was here to meet them and and I paid for it in cash. Oh my God. (laughs) I bought a TV this week and I am having somebody come in and install it today. Like same week it's happening (laughs) (laughs) i know i completely get it half the stuff on my list is like that i know i clean my cat litter box is clean i mean my poor fucking old cat like i would go like you know weeks and like it would oh my i used to just throw the entire litter box out so many times and like start all over again just because i'd let it go so bad i mean like there's just like just these like simple simple fucking wins i have fresh flowers on my table that is a fuck yes moment um yes I have my I'm gonna wash my sheets after this and I washed them four days ago. Oh my god, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get off on having clean sheets. <laughs> what? Anyway, okay. I mean that's it. Like fuck yes. Like there's I don't like there's this path is so hard and like it is it really, really, really is. 
And there are these really big and fucking fantastic moments where, like, you know your life is changing. And you're, like, it's, like, screaming into, like, a fucking abyss. Like, a, like, like there's so much energy that can pour into that moment. It's hard to contain. And it's yeah. so big. And you're, like – and it's that moment where you're, like, smacked in reality and you're here and you realize, like, this is it. This is my life and this is happening. And it's happening, yeah. like, how I want it to happen. And then there's just these other moments where, like, all your bills are open and paid and your checkbook is balanced and your sheets are clean and there's like you know hydrangeas sitting right in front of you and you're talking to your best friend on your podcast you know, <laughs> know. and your cat's eating your, <laughs> on your podcast that you've created <laughs> oh, yeah, and that. okay all right what are okay so what are your like big like yeah so i'll rattle off a few more um give me your montage any successful <laughs> i know it is a great it is the ending montage guys here we go successful execution of travel oh get Never stops being a fuck yes. I'll never forget. Like the one time that really stood out was like I went to Monterey. Um, yes. Early, it was just this year. It feels like 10 years ago. Earlier yeah. this year. And I – it was, you know, it was a long, complicated travel situation. I don't exactly remember why. But I do remember that when I got there, it was really late. And I rented a car. And I – didn't have like for whatever reason the car and renting a car is a big deal for me like I just either never had my license you know um, yes. up to date or I couldn't didn't have money on my credit card or whatever I couldn't fucking rent a car yeah. so but but it it happened again like I there was something some deal with my credit cards that wasn't allowing it to work like my they wouldn't accept my debit card which I had plenty of money on and I couldn't transfer and I only had like one other credit card with me that's what it was I left them all at home I only had one with me and the one I had with me um didn't have money on it and I couldn't like make I couldn't change that fast enough because the it wouldn't take hold fast enough for them to let it happen so but I but it was like you know two in the morning and I'm sitting there talking to this woman and I'm being calm and I started to spin out into the shame spiral and I was like dude it's fine you have plenty of money you just you know whatever and I I rented an uber or I got an uber and I had the best uber ride and I got to the hotel like three in the morning and I went to bed like as happy as I've ever been because I was like, I fucking did it. I'm fine. And anytime I execute travel plans, which I have to do a lot, I am like, it's a fuck yes. Um, I remember that. Traveling sober is a fuck yes. It was an, that's another thing I just never thought I would do or want to do right. at all. Right. At all. And now I get – I have no anxiety like when I book the ticket. You know how I used to book tickets – and sit there and think, well, first of all, I didn't usually book tickets because I didn't have the money. But I would book tickets and think, oh, my God, you know, is it early? Is it too early? Am I going to miss it because I'm going to be hungover? Or, like, are we getting there enough time so I have plenty of time to drink that day? Or what are the plans? La, 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 la. Like, all that shit. There's none of that. It's like, do I want to go somewhere? Or do I need to go somewhere? Book the ticket. Fuck yes. I'm going. And it's going to be awesome. Because... Well whatever I'm going to be able to I'm going to be present I'm I not going to have all this other junk in the background yeah, yeah. I never had that what I had was like the fear of coming back knowing that I would be more bloated and hung over and look like shit do you know what I mean oh. yeah yeah no I never thought that I just thought of uh I did have anxiety like especially I will never forget I had anxiety like for example the around my brother's wedding 
at the very end of my drinking, that's when like my, my big plunk towards the bottom went, um, because I knew I wouldn't, I was, I knew I was going to drink and I knew I was going to drink a lot and I'd never, I didn't know what would happen, you know, like what's the worst thing that's going to happen. It might happen. Um, and so there was always anxiety around that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like there was no option to not drink. Uh, so what is the messiest thing that's going to happen when I do drink? No doubt a shitload. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so there have been many instances where I've been able to show up for like women that are trying to get sober or, um, or or sober Mm -hmm. and just having a fucking time, Mm -hmm. um, at ungodly hours of the night Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, through kind of extenuating circumstances where I've been able to just fucking show up Mm -hmm. and do needed to be done and figure shit out. I'm not on the other side of a mess. Yeah. Yes. (sighs) And by that, I mean that you're able to, you're able to activate, like you're not swimming through a sea of mess to be able to reach out and do something like you're, like I would have never answered those calls because (laughs) no one would have called me in the first place to help them if they were (laughs) trying to get sober. (laughs) I mean, there's that, but I wouldn't, no one would have, called me to come to their house in the middle of the night because they can't breathe because they just lost someone, you know, because I wouldn't have been awake. And they, nobody knew, everybody knew that there were many times when I just didn't show up for things because I was either too, I was drinking or still drinking or too hungover. And I just couldn't, you couldn't show up because you couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. Right. Cause and you couldn't show up be- for yourself to show up for other people is impossible. Totally. So I've been able to do that. And it's like, it's, and it feels amazing to be able to answer those calls yeah. those every time that's a fuck yes for yeah, me I get it I get it so um, well let's see the oh like you had said oh paying my taxes off oh my yeah. god I had this hangover from 2012 um this tax hangover from 2012 when, which was the year before we, my husband and I at the time declared bankruptcy. And I mean, it was just a mess and it just carried over and carried over. And I would, you know, always pay the minimum. And I was just never like, I could never catch up with it because I didn't take responsibility for it. And I was always a financial mess. And, you know, I finally last year or this year just paid it all off, you know, and wrote that check. And it was like, I never have to get that mail again. I don't have to be hounded anymore and it done, you know, anytime I pay my bills. Yes. Fuck. Yes. I open my mail. Fuck. Yes. Um, and then the last one is similar to your, like moving into this place that I live in right now that I'm in right now was everything about it was such a fuck. Yes. For me, I chose a place that I really, really wanted not out of like desperation or because I didn't, I couldn't make the choice that I really wanted or because, you know, something that it was, it was just based on desire and what I wanted for myself and for my daughter. And I believed that I can pay the pay what it costs to live here. And I sold off all my old furniture that I really didn't like very much. And I bought things that I adore and my surroundings are a reflection of who I am and they feel beautiful and it's clean and I have clean sheets too. <laughs> my daughter's 
room <laughs> is something that she loves. And it's beautiful cool. too. And I look outside and it's fucking, I can't, every day I just can't even believe I that I live here. Like I it's out of my dreams and it's real. <laughs> it's real. Oh, it's stupid. Um, I know. I have Laura. I have two sets of sheets now. I have two sets of sheets. Too. And they're both good white sheets. It's crazy. Yes. I I have white sheets now. I That's another white, one. I have a white carpet sheets. and white sheets and a white couch. I know. You know what's funny? What? We both have a lot of white in our places yeah. now. And I would have it's never. Like, I no. never did. I never did because it would have gotten stained by food or Quit. wine, mostly wine yeah. or ash yeah. from my from – <laughs> would have been ruined and plus I wasn't like clean <laughs> I wasn't clean no I'm very clean now um uh, yeah I know I mean there's like there's so much I think like the biggest fuck yes is just like there's like there's like it's not even like these big grand moments where like you're like oh my god I mean like this week I signed an agent like an, an agent to help me write a book you yes. know I put together an investor deck I've been and I've I've, I've had you know like I've been I've talked I'm talking to like 30 different like firms right now and I'm able to do that I just like this week I'm engaging you know a law firm like a big law firm this week I you know I'm mm-hmm. I'm um talking to different design firms and figuring out like and, and like going through proposals from you know what I mean like the stuff that I'm doing it's like there is this this um like these really amazing things happen but the biggest like the most amazing part of it is that I'm a container to do it and that yes. I'm a container that I'm a container to do it is because I because of the st- the small steps I took you know 5 years ago and yeah. I think that that's like like there's just like there's so many moments where I'm able to like there's there's so many there's a lot of pain like there's a lot of there's a lot of pain of of living you know I would say woken up like there's a lot of pain when you when you come to the place where you start to face yourself and to make yeah. these changes and and it does it never goes away because that's that's the deal with life there's you know like Glennon says first the pain then the rising and when you're right. not running from your life and when you're showing up for it it seems like it's more painful just because you're awake for that pain and you don't have like severe numbing agents. Right. And so there's a lot of that, but like for the most part, that's not what, you know, like it's hard, you know, this last week was fucking hard. Like it was hard, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, like that is for the most part, it's, it's more the miracle that I'm actually showing up for my life. And, and in these moments throughout the, like these small moments throughout the day, like where I don't miss meetings anymore, where I, oh God. You know, where I'm tired because I've just been working too hard and that's why I'm tired, not because I've been abusing myself, you know, where I'm, you know, so it's just, I mean, I would say it's like, the whole thing is fuck yes, man. (laughs) I agree. Fuck. Oh, I'm going to go for a run. That's Mm. always a fuck yes, too. All right. I'm going to go back to my stack today. Um, I know. Okay. I love you. Love and- you. It's one eleven. <laughs> Let's end this at one eleven. Bye bye. Bye bye.
is clean. 